You are listening to the Feedback Podcast with my homie back. Welcome to the Feedback Podcast, everybody. My name is back. I got Obi in the house. What's up, guys? I got Adam in the house. Hello. And mm-hmm. introducing Crystal Munson. How you doing? Hi, yes. good. Thanks for having me. Well, Thank you for coming. I really yeah. appreciate it. And I mean, and everyone that's watching, this is my great friend Crystal, and we work together. So she's been, she's a, one of our assistant directors on the show, Fear the Walking Dead. But she's been part of pretty much every cool movie you've seen, like Inception, Star Trek. Oh, she going like be- you, you name it. Like she, she's <laughs> been there, rushing. like making it. <laughs> So she's I, she's one of my favorite people. So I I love that she's like my first guest of like coworkers that I invited to the podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm so honored! Thanks, I will be. Yeah. Right, thank you for thank you for being here. Wait, so mm-hmm. you uh, how long you been in the movie business? I guess mm, been since 2009 was my first show that I was on. So 11 years. So it's not that long, really. I guess, but I put, I was in theater before that. That's kind of how I got my start. So for 10 years before that, I was in theater, then moved into movies and television by Have accident. And here I am. Scene? Behind the scenes? Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. that was a big leap. Yeah. Like what, what, was, what was the first show you you uh, you worked on when you got behind the scenes? My scene? very first movie? Yeah. Oh, it was a movie. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, it, 11 years ago, it was a movie. So uh that would have been Star Trek. The new Star Trek with J.J. Abrams was the very first movie set I stepped foot on. I was very lucky. Oh, no pressure. No pressure. I didn't go on as a actual employee (laughs) to start off with. I was a guest and uh, the ADs on that show just figured out who I was and took me under their wing and I never stopped from there. So after that was was Inception and then Dark Knight Rises, Crazy Stupid Love and just worked my way up the totem pole until now I'm an AD. Wait, AD is, oh, assistant director. Assistant director, uh-huh. yeah, sorry. sorry. I am not in the movie business. I just watch them. <laughs> <laughs> Can't assume what, it, what AD, what AD yeah. means, but that's dope. I'm one of those names that scroll at the very end, you know? Uh, really fast. <laughs> really fast. Really fast. <laughs> the AD mm-hmm. makes sure that literally everything happens. That's yeah. like the, the role. She keeps us on time and makes sure we show up to the right place at the right time. So, Wait, so you, yeah, you very important. Okay, you're supposed to be here. You're supposed to be there. Like that kind of, that kind of stuff. My whole job is communicating. Yeah. Just making oh. sure everybody knows what they're supposed to do and when they do it. And really my main focus is just talking and making sure people know where they're going. I really have no skill other than that. <laughs> you're in theater. You can't just say I have no skills. Yeah. <laughs> It's like just so many spreadsheets, so much organization. Like I'm, I'm a really in, good organizer. So if anybody needs an organizer right now in the time of COVID, I'm really available at the moment. So I'm in nice. awe of ADs. Seriously, nice. Yeah. nice. So how how how's it been for you since the the confinement started? A uh, bittersweet. I love the fact that I had some downtime. I was at a point where I just needed to have a little bit of a break. And now it's been four months and I'm getting a little bit stir crazy and I don't quite know what to do with myself, but I'm also not really ready to go back to work under these conditions. So yeah, it's, it's tough. I feel you with that. Like that, that actually, that's a perfect lead. And cause that's what I wanted to talk to y'all about. Like how, Everyone's been dealing with being stir crazy. She keeps us on point. She's already working. I know. It's <laughs> already, like, like a nice. talked about. I was going to give a, you your lead in. <laughs> a nice smooth lead in. So, like uh, Adam, what have you been doing to kind of deal with the boredom and stir craziness at home? 
Man, uh, you know, it's weird because I, I always want to go back and forth. I want to either be consuming art or creating something, right? And so, like, mm-hmm. we, we came in, me and my partner, uh, who is my girlfriend I live with and also my co-producer and writer on this sitcom. We were talking about Toy Joy a little before we went live. Um, yeah. We just shot this sitcom at Toy Joy about when I worked there, about working at a toy store. That is something that we came into isolation being like, great, all this time to edit it. And we're still like, we're still working through our editing process, you know? So I've been watching a lot of movies. Um, I've been trying not to kick myself for things moving slowly, like uh, mm-hmm. things like editing moving slower than they would normally. Um, mm-hmm. I've been watching a lot, a lot of movies and trying to consume, but also like take notes on them. So it feels like productive even when I'm relaxing, you know? Yeah, um, like you're learning at the same time. Exactly. And then, you know, trying to write songs, which again, trying not to be too hard on myself for not writing as much as I may, you know, once have, but working on an album with Bird Peterson, I'm really excited about. Oh, um, that's dope. Oh, yeah. Snap. So uh, that. that's, you know, and working a day job. So day job, writing a new album. We recorded a few tracks. I've gotten a few mixes back that I'm really excited about. And then, um, you know, I have this, uh, this show project that's like, hey, finish me over yeah. in the corner. I didn't know you know Bird. Bird's you know, awesome. He knows Bert. Everybody knows Bert Peterson. Oh. Yeah, that's true. Small. <laughs> that's what I'm he doing. Has a world. Account. But but I, I it's funny because when you ask me that question and I rattle it all off, it sounds like I'm like, oh, you know, it sounds like I'm being really organized and really pro. I do not want to give that impression. I also want to let everyone know that <laughs> depression is real and COVID depression is real. And I might say I'm working on a lot, but there's plenty of that that's, you know, what did you do today? Uh, you know, I took my dog outside. It was really, it was a productive day. We went out. It's, the, I mean, it's, it's like it's a real statement. Yeah. I mean, it, I, th- I think it's the little things. Like I, like today, I was just, uh, I was playing with my son this morning, uh, two and a half in a couple of days. Woohoo. Oh, nice. It's hyper all over the place, running everywhere. Like, let's go see the train. There's no train. Okay, let's just go see the tracks. All right, we'll go see the tracks. So <laughs> we went to the tracks. And uh, um, it's like, did that, and then tried to run an errand, took me two hours, killed my day, and I was like, fuck it, I don't, I don't even feel <laughs> like getting anything <laughs> done today besides this. Yeah. And yeah. so, but, but I, I think that when you're, um, we're in this kind of situation where, yeah, I mean, you can't go outside, you can't, uh, uh, you can't meet up with your friends, you can't, basically can't do anything. I mean, we just, at, in Texas, we're, we're close to stage five out of five. We're still in stage four, but we're like right there. And everything shut down again. And I think a lot of states are following up. Like California was like, all right, it's done. Everybody go back home. And you're like, fuck, how do you, how do you occupy, occupy a day besides, you know, watch TV? I, yeah. Because there's, I mean, there's not a shortage of that shit. And, you know, the yeah. movies still come that, out. That's literally all I've been doing. It's kind of like I wake up, I watch Judge Judy. I watch 90 Day Fiance, and then like, no. and then I feel like- I just like, judged you, just now. <laughs> I know, yeah, I know, but yo, I've learned a lot about laws in, in different court cases. What have you learned, you. Obi? And uh, I don't know, <laughs> maybe nothing. <laughs> but like, I, I'm, I'm in that same process with like, aside from like this podcast, trying to feel like I'm being productive, like throughout this whole thing, because I'm trying to be, safe and not like add to to the whole mess of people coming out and not quarantining and things like that so if i don't have to like 
be out and about and I'm trying to stay stay put but yeah the stir craziness is is a legit thing and it adds like I've, I've talked to a bunch of friends and they're going through the whole anxiety and depression thing because they feel like are they alone they, they have different pl- like different plans and like yeah I even have one friend that he I feel really bad for him because he's like he'll call me kind of sad like and he because he's going through a divorce during this time so it's kind of like he, if you'd be with that person kind of quarantine but now you're kind of like by yourself and all and on top of all the other drama happening too it's a it's a weird time man it's a weird time but i i have hope that we're gonna get out of this soon well just just we're gonna act together sorry now when when this is over you'll see like you have the people who are like took advantage of these four months actually do some shit like ivanka trump told everybody to do (laughs) It's like do something else. Like yeah, okay, you know, get a certification and you know whatever you can do. And you have the people who are like, oh, well, I watched the entire, uh, you know, I watched Game of Thrones all over again. And then after that, I went to to Star Wars. And after that, I I, I did the entire Breaking Bad series. So I didn't do shit. I just sat on my couch, ate potato chips, and didn't come out I, of I it think, with anything. I think we need to normalize just surviving being okay during this time. Can I? But. But can I can I read y'all something that my girlfriend read to me that she found on Instagram that actually like made me feel so much better about it? It's very relevant to what you're just talking about, Obi. Go ahead. Uh, okay, yeah. this is why I was on my phone. Uh, okay, this is a thread on Twitter. Uh, those all over the place feelings you've been having—they are not—they are symptoms of stress, not personal failures of yours. Do you feel flaky and inconsistent? That's because your brain doesn't know what news to brace for next or what next month will hold. Tired easily, that's because your brain is burning your energy 10 times faster than normal. Can't seem to focus, that's because your brain has temporarily shut down some functionality in your prefrontal cortex, the part that juggles complex tasks and planning due Mm -hmm. to the stress response. Feeling creatively blocked, that's because your brain has temporarily diverted all of its creativity, aka ability to solve novel problems, to how do I avoid dying while in a narrowed, slow burn, fight or flight state. Uh, Your plans, creativity, energy, focus, and motivation are on a yo-yo right now because your brain believes you need to be extremely adaptive. You will not be on this roller coaster forever. Be patient with your brain. Sincerely, a positive psychology certified coach and fellow human. I really enjoyed hearing that. I hope that that was helpful for someone who heard it. I agree with all of that. I agree with everything that you just read. Wait, so what what are you doing with your your days, Crystal? Me? (laughs) Uh, I am mostly watching TV, which is something that I never really did before because I was always working. Um, mm-hmm. But I did invest, I guess that's one way of putting it, into a, an adult-sized kiddie pool with four <laughs> lounge chairs invest? that I put around it. Mm-hmm. And then an umbrella that goes over top of it, a nine-foot umbrella, and little tiny side tables. And everything is six feet apart so I can have friends over to socially distance by the pool. And that has been my summer so far. <laughs> <laughs> that adult size kitty pool. Okay, oh, Chris. And I got an, 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 a floaty, um, like one of those inflatable tubes that fits yeah. right inside the kitty pool. So you can just sit there with your drink with the umbrella over top of you and kind of circle in a floaty in the kitty pool. It's great. The small pleasures of life. That's what it's, it's small. <laughs> That's all it is. Well, based on if the schools are going to reopen, We'll see if uh, you get any use out of that if kids want to come over there and 
<laughs> and take part I in your- I have not had any kids over yet. Um, I It's an adult size kiddie pool. That means uh, it's probably about six inches deeper than a red, regular kiddie pool or something. <laughs> but at some point I plan on having my best friend's kids over and do the sprinkler and mm -hmm. the whole thing, but. Uh, the, yeah. I, I did that. I, I bought one of those splash pad things off of Amazon for like $20, just a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> seriously it's like it's supposed, like you're supposed to put the hose in and then the, the water splashes back in like that but it it leaked everywhere and it's like i'm not getting in there and it started peeing in it and he uh, it, it was a mess i'm like yeah 20 bucks am i really gonna go to through the let's let's take it back to amazon fuck no but yeah it's 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 one of those things and it, it but like i've been um i've listened to, to a lot of music lately um uh, and i think i brought this up before but like quest law has been killing it for me every night uh okay. it, it just did it's been doing like a shaka khan special for the past couple of days he did a week of uh the jackson family like the entire week for like three hours like from rebby jackson who I, don't, I didn't know who the fuck she was uh to michael jermaine jackson five some live stuff some uh uh, demos and everything. But what was the first name you said? Rebby? I've never heard of... She's, she's the Jackson? oldest Jackson. She's, she's the oldest sister she's the oldest. of the, the Jackson Rebby, family. And then, I don't even know the order, but like Janet is like all the way... She's like the, the oldest. She's the baby. Like, Janet's the baby. Okay. Yeah. And so I there's never seven Jackson Rebby. kids in total, right? I thought there were six, but there's seven. Yeah. Well, okay. there's the five plus the three girls. Three girls? Yeah, it's Janet and Latoya and Rebby. Oh, uh, Latoya. Sorry, Latoya. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget about Latoya. Oh, Latoya. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, come on now. <laughs> sorry. Don't forget about Latoya. How dare you? Uh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, but, but back, I have a question. So you've been watching these Questlove uh, DJ sets. Uh -huh. Like, speaking of, like, the entertainment industry, like, would you be satisfied if that continues post, like, COVID? If we're just always watching it virtually like concerts and stuff or do you like do you think it can kind of match like the experience of being like at a live show or no or like the same the same goes for like movies because how movie theaters are not opening back up but now they're transitioning into like drive-in movie theaters where well you don't in, want in terms of the music i think that um i don't think it will and for one reason is that I'm I'm big on I mean as you know, as you know, the dance floor is where I live when I go out. So there's a there's a connection that you get by being on the dance floor around other people that you cannot recreate online. It's just impossible. I don't care if they come up with like VR goggles with all that stuff. I I don't know. It, it will. I don't think it will be the same. Um, yeah. but it, it, in terms of the the entertainment itself, I mean, I, I enjoy it. I think it's going to be, it's going to be the, new, the new normal because you got, you could be at home. There's, there's no line for the bathroom. You know, drinks are free and uh, you don't have to deal with douchebags and, and mm. drunk people. It's sad to me. I don't know. Look, don't get me wrong. Like, I, this, is, this is what I enjoyed while, you know, you'd go to a show, you go to a bar. It's like, your people watch and mm -hmm. you see the craziness and you see the, the couple fighting and you see the bachelorette party and the douchebags on how the drunkest girl in the bachelorette party. And you, 
Oh, I mean, yeah, I watch a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what about, what That's about not you? creepy <laughs> as fuck right now, but. What about you, Crystal? Do you think uh, the virtual experience will kind of fulfill you the way all the old experiences did? No, absolutely not. And I don't think that this is going to be the end all be all. We are going to return at some point back to being a part of a community and being able to be with each other. It's just a matter of how we behave now in order to get to that point. Like we are four months into this and we are no better off than we were four months ago. In fact, we're worse off as a country, whereas the rest of the world is way farther ahead than we are. So as a person in the end, in entertainment industry like i just sit here and i'm trying to tell people please wear your mask like i want to go back to work but i cannot do that and create the contact that you contents that you are digesting right now mm-hmm. until you wear a mask mm-hmm. so this flattens and yeah. we get some control over it so no i think that live interaction is never going to be replaced we're human we need that in some form whether you're an introvert or extrovert you need some kind of interaction at some point Uh Yeah, Yeah, I I can play devil's advocate here. Oh, please do. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't know if I've talked, maybe I've talked about it before, but anyway, like the the entire, um, I would say economy has shifted from, yeah, I can go to the grocery store or I can go to the restaurant or get everything delivered at home. I could go to the gym, but nah, I'm going to get one of those, soul cycle things i can get a, that mirror thing and then just do everything at home uh i can't get you know anything at home at this point right uh even movies that come out they're like well if theaters are not reopening should i really i shouldn't i'm not going to release that in the theater i'm going to like go straight to netflix or one of those one of the 10 streaming services we have now peacock just launched like a day ago or something and and so you know I can just stay home in my PJs and I have a big screen TV or whatever and just enjoy a movie at home. Like the, I, I get the, the experience mm-hmm. itself of going to the movie theater, buying the popcorn for, for $10, sitting in a dark room with a bunch of strangers and big screen and, and big sound and everything. But that's, I'm like, like, that's a big uh, topic that like in our industry that they're talking about right now because how they keep pushing a uh, Nolan's movie tenant. They keep pushing the release date further, further back because right. of theaters. And, and a lot of these studios have been talking, like I've been seeing all these articles about, do we just really go ahead and release all of our movies on all the streaming services? And I just, I'm on the fence with it because because our industry, we get, we get, like, we get two shots to make like these big budgets back. Like mm-hmm. you, you release the movie nationwide in theaters, bam, you have that first box office. Like, like say for instance, like movies like 200 million, that's the budget for it. You can make that money and more releasing it in theaters. And then by the time it gets to the streaming services, you make another amount of money that way too. But I think the first, the first time that they kind of got to just do it straight to streaming services it was like right when COVID hit in March, they had Sonic. They had that that animated movie Sonic that hit, and they released that. Was, that. was or, it Trolls what, first? Was it was it Trolls? Trolls was the. I think the big Trolls one. was first. Yeah. Oh, Trolls was first. Okay. I could be wrong. I don't know. But there was a whole deal with Trolls but, but, theaters and, just because of Trolls, right? There were some pieces on Trolls. But I remember the big question was, can this movie make its uh make a a profit? And that movie ended up 
specifically talking about Sonic, made a, it had a ninety million dollar budget, and then it made made three hundred and nine million from streaming. Like so, it, it it proved that yes, you can make your or was it two hundred nine? Was it two hundred nine or three hundred nine? I think it was. It's it's one of those, but either way, it made its money back just going straight to streaming. Within so, a very specific context, though, we are mm -hmm. in a time when everybody went to quarantine and was looking for some kind of escape and therefore was able to, and it was a new yeah. movie that they were able to, it was a, so I don't know if that's really a fair point line. Like assessment, yeah, because yeah. everybody, yeah, it was, the, uh, there's a lot of audiences just kind of sitting, waiting for something brand new. I don't yeah. know, when, when everybody starts getting all their distractions back, if that will still have the same effect. But I, personally, you won't ever be able to replace like the movie going experience to me. I, of I love I going and area like it. And people want to say, oh, it's so uncomfortable to like pay all this for a pot corner. Like I, I loved all of it. And that's why, and I think that even the industries too, like when you go to a theater, like most of them convert it to you, you get to buy food and you get to drink beer at the same time. Or some have like, like I pick have like the big lazy boy comfy chairs that yeah that are there. your your living room here's a couch that you can recline and here's a blanket okay yeah i want to but i want to chime in on this movie thing um because <laughs> uh -oh. i'm i'm just 100 percent in crystal's camp here with the idea that no you can't replace it at home and here's why i think so um one is because uh like crystal's saying the money even that we saw from trolls world tour or sonic First of all, those are super escapist movies and they came out right during a time when everyone was home and people were home with kids and they're both kid friendly. So there's a lot creating a bubble there. Mm -hmm. But there's a, um, there's a book that I read years ago called Bowling Alone that was kind of about the transition between, um, and the idea behind this was that bowling alleys were being used. It's kind of a, bowling alleys are the synecdoche for this uh, places we go in public to spend time together. Video stores, bookstores, bowling alleys, uh, grocery stores, movies, movie theaters. So a few of those things, yeah, we've seen that. Like grocery stores, you can order groceries uh, and get them delivered. We've been doing that in isolation. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I also don't think humans want that. And especially after things open back up, I think there's going to be a push for it. I, I think we might actually, I think there's a difference here between what the market says is happening, like what can, what will money do? But that's mm -hmm. going to stabilize. And then there's the, there's the other side of things, which is what are we used to? What do we want? And while movie theaters can replicate like the home viewing experience, uh -huh. what, I could, what I potentially see happening here is maybe, movie, maybe the movie theater industry doesn't, I think it might look like more of a hybrid years down the line where we do home releases, but, and this, maybe this is wishful thinking because I'm a romantic with movies, but maybe um, we see some sort of a boutique presentation come back where like in the uh, you know, 30s and 40s, people get dressed up, go to the movie theater like it's a night out on the town. There's a pre-show. Maybe we see more of that. Also, okay. maybe if you make that. less money through streaming, maybe that incentivizes a return to lower budgets because the risk is uh -huh. lower. Maybe we yes. see a new, in a new indie market. Maybe indie filmmakers have more of a market share. But I don't know. I'm not Nostradamus. I just, I just really buck against the idea that movie theaters are dead forever. I really don't think that's I, the case. I don't think. I don't think it's dead. You still have diehards who are going to go to the movie, to the movies. I mean, in in France, they reopened the, the movie theaters. A few I know. Years God ago. bless France. <laughs> <laughs> I get to be. I get to switch whenever I want. French, American, African. Mm -hmm. I just. 
Yeah. Yeah. Convenient. But, but anyway, and so th- I'm not saying it's going to die. I'm saying that, you know, once, once people adapt to a certain way and that's what drives the, the industry, like, look, people at home. So we're going to release this movie in the theaters for those who want to go. And then we'll also put it on Netflix like they did for uh, the Irishman, right? Was the Irishman? In oh, Bahamas? yeah, the Irishman oh. was. And and then this this was a big budget movie, but they're like, yeah, we still want people to watch it. Um, it but, was a, such a big budget that but couldn't get it made without that distribution style, which is really and that's why I lean towards this hybrid is because the Irishman is something Scorsese was trying to make forever, mm-hmm. and the fact that it did this hybrid style of stream and theatrical was the only way he got. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm misunderstanding this, but the way he got greenlit on that uh and that's scorsese so like maybe there's a hybrid style that guarantees a bit more of a market share from folks who are at home but also keeps this up and but i do don't you know. think it's 50 because i don't it's not 50 50 certainly no but i yep. i just don't think that people especially after we get the green light to go back in the public are gonna i know i am not gonna say uh oh i can go out in public again cool i'm gonna watch um you know tenant um, i can stream that Hell no! I'm gonna go see that in yeah. 4K IMAX with as many people I, in the I, audience I, with me as I can because I want yeah, the exactly. I want to get mad at someone I hear whispering three rows behind me, you know. <laughs> but I black, still I still black. miss the projector. I still miss that's the projector because that's what so. I think people like the people that are like for the only putting big new releases on streaming think is gonna happen. I think they feel like we're you're still gonna get know, the same man. quality of of all these big budget things like all the Marvel movies or your your tenant and your, your, all these big, but like, if, if they, if the risk is so minimal, like if you, if you have have to take such a big risk that just getting one shot at making that budget back and making a profit, I, I see it kind of disappearing. I'll add an asterisk to that because as Baghdadi, it's a, I don't think families will take that risk to go, oh yeah, the movie theater is open and there's a new, Disney movie, we're gonna go see it all together as a family. That that's a big what, risk. To take. What timeline are you talking about? Are you talking about within the next year? Are you talking about in the next ten years? What I'm are we talking, talking uh, about? Like ne- next year. Next year. Oh, I mean, okay. what, what, like you just said, if they, if they reopen and they go, oh, movies open, everybody can go. I don't think families would be like, yeah, let's all go get together and go to the movie theater. It will take some time for families with kids to get back into that. I think Absolutely. so. And so, I if that's the, the case. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, finish up. I was just going to say the silver lining to all this is that we now have the option to either stay home or go. They're completely perfecting how this streaming works and how they're going to make it work. So whether we want to go out into public and see the theater in a live experience or if we want to see it at home. And I think that over the next year, mm-hmm. they're going to create these systems. I mean, such as the film festivals, you are able to be a part of a lot of these film festivals that you wouldn't have been able to be a part of before and see all these indie films, like Adam was saying, the independent films would probably get more viewing or streaming because of the fact that these platforms are growing. But like, I honestly think that 2020 is shot. So well, yeah. uh, no Halloween, no Thanksgiving, no Christmas. <laughs> they even canceled There's ACL. No holidays in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we cannot. I cannot make it through this year if we cancel Christmas. Okay, Christmas is gone. New Year's Eve, man. New Year's Eve. Don't even Christmas think about it. Christmas is gone. You, you want? Man. You want to go back? I have to... a DVD copy of Pee Wee's Christmas Special, and that is that means Christmas is on. Yo, Adam, at Earth home, Day yeah, is, Earth Day is canceled. 
flag day is canceled. No. Like <laughs> everything is canceled. <laughs> I mean, just Thanksgiving alone, like get an entire family together. Like there's, yeah. pl- there's plenty of stories of like, oh, this was the family 11 and, and four of them died because they Ugh. got together. Like there's okay. tons of those. And you're like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna stay home, have my turkey and order it. Yeah. <laughs> from H-E-B <laughs> Grubhub or some shit and I'm saying my ass home put that shit in the oven we're going to eat uh-huh. and then we're going to go to watch a movie uh-huh. and then go to bed that, that's what's going to happen grandpa ain't uh-huh. coming uh-huh. well there. next thing I, well I have another question or you have something you wanted to, you, were you still going back I was going to say wear your fucking mask oh <laughs> uh, yeah wear your, wear your mask I'm tired pissed off we, so many masks. people in different industries want to get back to work just wear your mask I don't I, I really don't get it like, we're four months is, in and this is still a debate this is still top headline news on, like in all the like about wear your mask or not wear your mask I, I'm four so sick of people and, 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 you, and you're like you know, if it was just up to you like you, you you're like you're not you're doing this but it's like yeah i do drugs i mean not, not me but i'm saying yeah I, I, uh i do drugs it's just me and my body blah 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 but like no it's not about you motherfucker it's about everybody else and but they don't see that they all of a sudden they're all like oh freedom blah, 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 blah. I'm like bitch just shut up and get the it's mask on. exhausting did y'all did y'all see that article that came and i don't i'm gonna quote this article and please take a big old grain of salt with it um because i just saw it floating around facebook could be bullshit but it was a study that said lower cognitive ability linked to uh, not, not wearing a mask. And they don't mean lower cognitive ability as in you're dumb, like dumber oh, people are less likely to wear masks. It actually had to do with memory. Oh, oh no. We lost Crystal. Hopefully she, we'll see. Give her a moment. Uh, yeah, she just texted me. She lost connection, but she'll, she'll be yeah, back. Keep going. Keep going. Okay, so um, it, it, lower cognitive ability, that's the, the, the headline, and everyone, of course, jumps on that. You're dumb. And, you know, sure, take it that way. But I actually clicked into this article, and it was more about memory and short-term memory and how that functions. And I think there's something about the thinking of herd mentality with, like, masks and vaccines. This uh, like um, Thinking about this is something that I do personally that impacts others through a spider web. It mm-hmm. sounds like there's something about that thought that – certain people like they just want the world to be more black and white and it's hard for them to make that leap of logic and i'm not i'm not trying to give them the benefit of the doubt it's annoying and selfish and awful and wear your fucking mask i agree but it is interesting that there's like a link there but Um, it is at the end of the day it is logical when when the uh a representative from um florida which right now is horrible in terms of number uh like record number of cases every day uh, this representative went on CNN or, or like a, a news news channel, and it was like, "Florida's doing great, we're doing fine," and 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 the anchor was like, "Oh, you wait, what? Like you?" And, and he goes, "Well, you guys are, are, are quoting the wrong stats. You're talking about cases where it's really the deaths that matter." And the, the lady's like, "Wait, but you know they can turn that way, but also your hospitals are overwhelmed." Um, people are, are people are freaking out. You have record numbers of numbers of cases every day. You're the epicenter <laughs> of this crisis, and the guy was like, "No, we're not. No, we're not." I'm like, "Why? Why? Why are you trying oh, to yeah. fight this?" And no, no. And then they and then they dare to compare the U.S. and say that science is backing up whatever he's saying, like. 
Oh yeah, we can we can uh, our our kids should go back to school because you know we're last right now in the West world. Like uh, France is going back to school, Germany is going back to school, so we should just follow follow suit because you know we're the U.S. and you know our doctor blah 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 says it's cool, so we should go back. The, the debate's like tiring. Like I can't it, it, have it anymore. It just it feels like I'm talking to like brick walls of people that they're like oh like. The, and and still and still to this day, like Trump will have a conference. And he's like, yeah, we're we're testing more than any other nation. That's why we're making new cases. Like testing doesn't make a new case. You're just the, the, even if you don't test that that person is still positive, walking around, still infecting people. That's so my it's favorite just, logic that he has used yet is, <laughs> oh, if the more we test, the more cases we're gonna have. So I just said, don't test. Like, yeah, how it's, is an, that it's annoying. And he wants Crazy. hospital to send uh, data to the to the White House now. It's and it's ostrich syndrome. That Keep is, your head in the ground. That's nuts. It's that is nuts. I, I swear to God, if 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 Biden can't win, he doesn't have to do shit. That's the thing. He doesn't have to do anything but say, see the guy, the insane dude in the in the White House. I just say the opposite. But I man, never under, uh, underestimate the American people. I, I've learned that since I've been in this country. Yeah. I, I the mask like <laughs> the bucking against wearing the mask when it's such an e easy thing like okay I I was raised on all the same media that like people I don't know of my generation were raised on and I, I the reason I say this is because pretty much every story I grew up with is all about um is all about seeing through the bullshit that other people don't see through man you know like you're the like every story that we teach kids is the lone hero, the, um, you know, it's this American exceptionalism. It's the like, um, everyone was thinking this, but someone knew what was right and they stood up for what was right. That's and bullshit. God damn it. That's the narrative that we do. It's Mr. Smith goes to Washington all the way up through fucking goosebump books. And that's what I was raised on. And <laughs> I like it, you know, but I like that fun individualist narrative. It's fun. But I think that some people just took that totally sideways. And now there's a, like this, it's almost like, we, if you're like a hipster college kid and you're like, I don't want to admit that Justin Timberlake's music is good, but you know, you know, it, you know, it's good. You can't, he's good. He's good. Have you watch Trolls? Like, no, I, I love JT, but I'm saying like, when I was like a hipster high school kid, I had to be convinced to give JT a shot. And I was like, you're right. This is magnificent pop music. Um, it's the same thing, it's the same thing but it's the same thing with like I'm you know I, it's weird it's like all these anti-mask people just strike me as like hipster kids who can't fucking like something that's popular They're like uh -huh. everyone's wearing masks therefore it's lame to wear a mask I hate it yeah. that's end, end rant yeah I, 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 go ahead and now I'm gonna close this 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 topic with a video I found go ahead that's no like I, I it's exactly what you I, I agree with what you just said Adam because I I feel like a lot of people, they're not even uh, necessarily like uh, Trump supporters, but they, they have this inner thing that wants to repel them from whatever the majority is saying. They're like, oh, Going against the, grain. The, the, the majority or the left is saying, they're all saying that we have to wear a mask. It's like, so it can't be right. Like they're, they're, they're sheep because they're all saying the exact same thing. I'm going to go and say the opposite thing. And and because i'm woke now like i'm not i'm not gonna follow the it's not it's not being a sheep when it's correct if everyone if, if someone so many people are saying something don't just throw it away as like they're 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 following the majority they're, they're not thinking for themselves maybe they're saying the same thing because it's true maybe they found something that's true and something that's helping 
and but I see so many people that like that's that's their their that's the source of why they're saying these things. And it's just contrary, being contrary. I mean, yeah, I, I get going against the grain, going against the system and all that stuff, but this is not the time. Go I against think, the system another day later or go yeah. against systemic racism. If you want to go against the system, you really want to contribute, but a fucking mask. I mean, there, you, can, you can't even walk into some stores back, I mean, back then, like it's years ago. Yeah, a few months ago. <laughs> like, no shirt, no service, no sandals, no service. Everybody, everybody was cool with that. And now Walmart goes, no, no, you have to have a mask on. And the dude pulls out a gun in the yeah. Walmart. It, it's nuts. It's nuts. This comes down to leadership. That's it. It comes down to leadership. It, it, it's fish, fish rots from the head, right? Yeah, but there's, there's a thing about... Um, well, let me, let me play this clip real quick because th this is... Wait, before you play the clip, can I say one thing about sheep? Go ahead. All the sheep that move together to go to the barn live through the night. And the sheep that wander off and think they're cool little individuals who aren't sheep, they die in the wilderness. So it's okay <laughs> to be a sheep and go in the barn with the fellow sheep and stay safe <laughs> for the night, okay? Yeah. Can we stop slandering sheep every time we disagree with people? I know. <laughs> So yeah, check this out. You guys see that? Mm -hmm. yeah, oh yeah. And there's kids in the place. Refuse to respect her city master. You serve real sandwiches. It's wrong what you're doing. This is America. This is America. This is America. Look at you slipping up. Look at you slipping This is America. I'm not wearing a mask. I want to say to you, all the people calling me selfish, you're the one who's trying to force me a medical procedure so you can feel more safe. The second that. Listen to this. All right, I can't, I can't take these people. This is <laughs> subtitle crosstalk. That's that's 2020 right there. Is that yeah. screenshot? <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. the fact that wearing a mask is a medical procedure. Yeah, a yeah. medical procedure. So invasive. <laughs> Don't shove it on me. Don't shove it at me. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. and, 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 and honestly, and this is this is gonna oh, fuck it. It's gonna sound mean, but these are the people you like. You know what? If if there was, let's say there was a like a zombie outbreak or whatever, and these people are like, well, I don't want to stay home. Like, okay, go outside. You die first. You go out there mm -hmm. and have fun, and then we won't see I you mean, again. We're we're see, we're literally seeing how people like this would act during an outbreak. That's Seriously, exactly yeah. what it is. And it's always the few that fuck it up for everybody. Always. Like, the, I think, the depressing I think most problems people. with collective action solutions. But, you know, we, I, you know, it's funny that earlier, Obi, you were saying um, people rebelling against the mainstream. But you said something I thought was really interesting because you said people rebelling against the majority or the left. And it occurred to me when you said that, that oftentimes the majority is characterized as the left. I think, you yeah. know, we see majority things that are like, hey, we want to support science. Hey, we uh, want to support racial justice. And those somehow, they could be 60%, 70% of the country, and they get characterized as the left, which yeah. is weird. 
uh, how the spectrum gets pushed like that in favor then, of the people on the right. And you want to know what another like uh, point I realized <clears throat> that other side that's not the left like to call themselves the silent majority. So it's like they, it's like you want to live in two realities. Like either where the either the left is the majority that you're that you're fighting against, mm -hmm. or you're the majority on the right. Which one is it? But it's like it's like the it's it's the the whole logic of like Trump could say something at two p.m. and then at four p.m. say the exact opposite. Like you can't you 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 can't pick and choose which answer you like at the given time. Like something has to be fact at some point <laughs> I, it's pick and choose it's like i would like to um have the power in situations and be the majority and know that i'm always backed up but also i like feeling like a victim and feeling oppressed because <laughs> then i have something it's rigged folks it's rigged don't do it <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> i come here to escape that voice come on now it's rigged and claiming the stuff is the hoax like you want you know what's often that I also notice is um you ever heard the saying uh, I think Charlemagne the God said this saying uh, nobody cares about the truth when the lie is more entertaining and that's yes. like what what I feel with all the people that were in February or mid March when the this quarantine started happening that were calling COVID a hoax like oh this is a hoax oh. this is like this is this is like a democratic agenda but then like the next couple hours or days later they start posting about oh like you can't force me to wear a mask or so now they, ex they no they don't ever go back and correct themselves about calling it a hoax they just kind of move on like nobody ever thinks to kind of nobody takes a, like accountability like whenever they got something incorrect they just want to move on and 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 Whoa. pretend like it never happened <laughs> like, if you if you can control the, and this is what they've done well in other countries is that, and this is what goes back to what you're saying, Crystal, about leadership. Like if you can control the narrative from the top and say, look, this is what's happening. I'm going to talk to y'all every day, every other day. Um, and this is, these are the measures that we have in place. This is who we're working with and, and all that stuff. Just, just make you feel safe. Not necessarily safe, but just like, it's going to be okay. That, that, that's really all he had to say. Look, we're going to be fine. Not brag about, you know, ratings and whatever distraction you're, that comes off, comes off your orange head, you know, every five seconds. Um, but every, every leader, not, well, in Europe, for the most part, it's like, look, the information was clear. There were some people who just didn't accept it or felt like it, wasn't, it was mishandled. The French will never be happy no matter what you do anyway. But well, they handled it right, and now here the thing is, you, you live in a, you live in a country where one everybody has an opinion now, and makes use of it as much as possible, and so you're like, okay, if I want to decipher all this stuff, then that means I have to do my own research, which I don't want to do, and people are telling me that the CDC is 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 a bunch of crooks, so I'm not going to believe that, so. Somebody that I like or that, you know, says this, then I'll just agree with that. And then just, just keep going, just keep going with my day. And so there's this, all this misinformation going around and you're, and most of it is not necessarily accurate and you just go by it because that's what people talk about. And it's sad. It's sad. It's very sad. No, okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> I'll stop. Uh, 
so uh, what are y'all thoughts on cancel culture? Like I'm seeing like a bunch of uh, <clears throat> who got canceled with, lately? Who got canceled lately? Uh, recently, within like the past couple of hours, it's been Nick Cannon with the oh. he made a anti-Semitic. Uh, I can't even say that word correctly. Anti-Semitic. Uh, yeah, anti-Semitic comments. And the same thing, like, and then also with the Goya Food Company, the CEO like praised Trump, and then like now people want to like cancel that that brand and stuff. But I see it a lot, like when 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 it's it's almost like there's there's no forgiveness or something, or or just or maybe is well, cancel culture something that y'all agree with? I don't I don't know. No, I have my thoughts on it because I, I I really don't like cancel culture. I don't and think like, as that a, one as person is a voice. As, as, yeah, as a movement, as a as a reaction to to something, because I feel like it, not to make it, but it's like it's case by case. But like I'll say, for instance, like in the the Goya, that's that's the way you pronounce that company, right? Mm -hmm. Am I pronouncing it right? Yeah, like Goya, that with the with the CEO praising Trump for being a great leader and stuff. I don't think you cancel that brand because this one person feels a certain way about somebody because that company employs millions of people. Like they do we punish all those millions of people because of what this person who happens to be at the top said, like, no, like it's just, they made an idiotic thing, but I don't, I don't really like the cancel culture. Like, I lot like method. I, Go ahead. I think part of me feels like if we're going to make as America we could make corporations into people and have certain rights, then if their CEOs or their owners are going to say things and they are going to be held accountable as people where the public will judge and will boycott. I mean, it's capitalism. If we want to not buy their products or use their services or support their talents because of something that we don't align our values with, with theirs, then that is part of the American right, correct? But yes, I don't know. I really like that point of the fact that we've spent so many years, like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to try and repeat exactly what you just said. I just really like the idea that we've spent so many years defending the rights of corporations. So there's consequences that follow suit. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to say, I don't think cancel cult, this, this is my stance. I don't think cancel culture is real. I think mm -hmm. that we- The hoax. I think it's a hoax. I think that it's a term that we ascribe to a normal thing that we've always done. I think that when people act like assholes, we say, we don't want you, we don't want to talk to you right now. You did a thing we don't like, it grosses us out, but we're not going to talk to you. We don't want to see what you have to say for a while. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's permanent. I think that things like Nick Cannon, like what he said, I mean, like that was very rife with different things because on the one hand, he was like, I'm, am, am I going to get mad at him for saying that white people have done awful things? No, he's not wrong. Am I going to say, ah, bro, that was, that sounded anti-Semitic. You're kind of playing into some old hateful shit. Yeah, that's not cool. But I don't think Nick Cannon's going away forever. I don't think any, like, if someone is a real toxic piece of shit who's done awful things, we generally don't want to hear from them again. Like, I don't think it's yeah. uh, cancel culture is not the reason we don't really hear from OJ Simpson anymore. You know, like okay. we don't hear from him anymore because people are like, ah, yeah, it feels gross to engage with him on the internet. So no, thanks. Mm -hmm. I don't uh. think that's cancel culture. I just think that's saying like, 
hey, we don't really want to talk to you right now. Okay. And, and I, I honestly haven't really seen it happen to anyone who hasn't been able to come back from it if they earnestly wanted to I learn from Weinstein's their mistake. Done. Well, Harvey Weinstein's a terrible monster, yeah. though. No, he, yeah, exactly. But, but, but he, but well, hold on, he hasn't goodbye. done what he, Adam's talking. He hasn't asked for remorse or forgiveness, like. But other people have, like, like Kathy Griffin. Like there was people try to cancel Kathy Griffin, but she was remorseful for what she did, and she's come back since. I, I, since I, that I think instant. that you can't. Um, well, first of all, cancel culture is a a movement. You. And, but I think it, it happens at the individual level. If you're not comfortable with whatever the CEO of Chick-fil-A does because he doesn't support the gay rights is one of those things, then yeah. you don't go to Chick-fil-A, you don't want to you know, make that guy richer, that's on well, you. Can I just say that's a, that's a perfect example back because I haven't had Chick-fil-A since 2009. I fucking love Chick-fil-A. I grew up on it. Their nuggets Wait, are amazing. Is that amazing. because of that dude? Yes. <laughs> I haven't had it for 11 years. Not because, because of the all right. No, no, no. I love Chick-fil-A. They're amazing. It tastes amazing. I haven't had it for 11 years because I, it's not just that he dislikes gay people. It's that, and that would probably be enough for me, but it's also that they donate to causes that like end up giving money that prosecute gay people in different, it's terrible. Mm -hmm. I just don't want to give my money to that. But me, you know, but can I just say that I never would, I never knew to call that canceling until a few years ago. That's why I'm saying, I don't think it's real. I think like, We've always said, hey, I don't like the where they give money. I don't want to give them my money. I don't, you know, and it goes back to what Crystal's saying is like, if companies are people, then the leadership of those companies, that's who's responsible for the livelihood of their employees, not us. Yeah, like, but if you, we're if, not ending people at Goya's livelihoods because exactly. we think it's gross. The CEO shouldn't have said that shit. He put his employees in danger by opening themselves up to a boycott for thinking a shitty thing. Like, I... But, that's Boycott's that's me. Really I might be on an extreme end here, but I, I just don't think cancel culture is uh is is you, dangerous as it seems. Do you know do you know of a brand or a corporation where one of the executives said some stupid shit and then the the company went down? Just that's from a good hashtag point. No. hashtag boycott Starbucks because they kicked out a bunch of they kicked out a, a couple of black people. You know, hashtag boycott Chick fil A, hashtag boycott uh, Goya. Think that the they say that thing they say is that a, for three days. Any and company is going to be problematic. Huh. It's going to it, be it's, I almost, I just think any, any, any company, any capitalist company is going to be to a certain extent problematic. And I feel like right now we're struggling with our system so much that we want to point the finger at certain people and actors in the situation. But ultimately Starbucks, you thinking of that, like they've, they've, been, no. they've been canceled by the right and the left because. But they're still they're, here. But this is, exactly. You're not gonna you're not gonna hit their pockets just by not the, going for a week. But I see the same. It's like that same like mentality. I see it happening with other stuff. Like for instance, it's been it's happened like recently with uh in in regards to Black Lives Matter, where there's like a, this article where people are saying like the founder or the co-founder of Black Lives Matter, she did a she did an interview where she claims to be like this Marxist or something or or whatever so then so then the right is taking this to like kind of blow this up as oh the the creator of this 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 black lives matter hates hates america i i can no longer support this but think about it. this this is the largest civil rights movement ever like in history 
I don't think all those millions of people were were <clears throat> protesting for her or or believe what she believed. Like this is a, the movement is like bigger than that one person. So to go through with this whole <clears throat> notion where even if the person's at the top or or is it is they're 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 their individual person. If you don't like them, cool. You don't like them, but this movement's bigger than one person. So canceling, like, so people like kind of relating it to, to even if they're the person at the top, like relating, like, hey, if that person believes this, everybody that supports it believes it too. Like, I don't like, I don't believe this, that same logic, but I was, I was, I'm speaking up for something that's way bigger than any individual person. So bigger movement. And I don't like seeing a whole mob of people because of because of one thing that somebody does that you don't agree with and then you just discredit the entire movement from that point on it's 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 stupidity to me okay then i let just me, sorry let me add this then we talked about there was a um a story in austin about uh the owner of a bar that that did some stupid shit and now everybody's like we're gonna shut the bar down because of mm -hmm. this one the owner of the bar that was i mean some horrendous stuff it was yeah. pretty unbelievable. The, yes. Uh, uh, um, nah, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> the name of the bar uh, yeah. is Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, it was a total I circus. Didn't wanna, I didn't want to. It was a okay, pun okay. that was right there that we had to take. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> but anyway, so, but th there was going to be, you know, a protest and the march to shut down the bar. So this is the guy at the top who owns the place, who did some, st some stupid shit. And you have all the people underneath, the bartenders, the barbacks, the door guys, all those people, right? That could mm -hmm. that will could potentially lose their job because the guy at the top did some fucked up shit. And so, but whose but, fault is that? Who, what? Who did the I, I, like a few a few podcasts ago when I was on, we started the program by saying "fuck," and we don't have to say it now. But that, the owner's name, we said "fuck that." Yeah. Guy. And fuck I'm that just guy. Saying, Did you say "fuck the bar"? No, we said we said we, "fuck." We, said his, we said his name. Can right. I say his name? But, you want to say his name? I'm right, just gonna say. Uh, can I say it? Yeah, yeah. go for it. Fuck Brandon Cash. All right, but, fuck Brandon Cash. Everybody. But that's the thing is like we said, fuck Brandon Cash, right? Like now, if that bar goes under and those employees lose their jobs, are we to blame for saying fuck Brandon Cash? We don't want to give him money, or is he to blame for putting his employees in a terrible position? Is both. I I think it's I think it's him. I think the he's the one who gets to monitor his ecosystem. Yeah, but also if you. Even as, a, as, as an employee, if you choose to work for someone like that, knowing what he does, are you responsible too? Well, yeah, of course you are if you choice. know. You might not have a choice either. We need to remember that part of it, you know? Yeah, people, people That's like, a good point. It, it's kind of, do we, everyone at your job, do you kind of double check their whole background and what they stand for, things like that? Yeah. Like you're, you're there for, you're there to kind of make a living. Like it's, we, not everyone has like, this all background check on everyone that they do and, and agrees or everyone doesn't agree with like what everyone's beliefs are but it's just do i do i get punished because somebody is doing the opposite of what i am doing if they're at the top like i i think i feel like individuals are responsible for individuals like and we get for we yourself need a, we need a huh like yeah, like from from the from themselves? the from anything that any company that they represent or whatever, like focus on that's that's the person that did the the injustice. That's who should be punished. Mm -hmm. I don't think I don't think just because they're they happen to be the leader of something or or a CEO or a 
part of another bigger entity like that that whole entity gets a, has to struggle because that one person took it down yeah it's, so let, let me let me ask this again so any of these uh boycott hashtag active activist things you see on on on, on twitter or wherever else um saying okay fuck goya it should have been fucked whoever the ceo was yeah Right? I think though is that, he is that, had is that, an opportunity is to step down. Yeah, uh, but I'm, that's not that's I, not going to happen. Let's but, be but it, That's true, but in that case, I mean, I you you know, if you're oh. giving that company money and he decides to give that money to someone you don't like, I see what you're saying, Obi. I totally do. Like, uh-huh. and I want to say from a personal angle, I've been involved. Like, okay, so go back years. I used to sh- throw a regular show at Spider House after we retired that show. About sixteen months after we retired the show stopped booking um some like pretty fucked up stuff came out about one of the co-owners of spider house uh harassing oh, yeah, sexually yeah. harassing employees uh-huh. and it wasn't at that point i wasn't doing a show there i didn't feel compelled to really weigh in publicly because you know i wasn't connected but if i'd still been running a semi-successful residency at this bar i think i would have said okay now i need to think about how i feel about working for this company okay. but I had some privilege and power because I was running an event, right? So what about the artists that come to that event? And that's where I think Crystal has a really good point is some people, it's the place they're going to go. It's the place they need to go. We don't always have the option. Anyway, I see, I guess that is all to say that I see your point about the trickle down, but I think at a certain extent, I still kind of default to this idea that if leadership is saying something that's wrong, then they are the ones hurting Because back, I like, like mm-hmm. see, I, I agree. Like, uh, you asked the question, which company has this happened that has survived afterwards? I thought of one, Uber. The CEO at the top of Uber was doing a lot of fucked up stuff. And right. that, that company as a whole chose to remove that person from their company instead of letting it just take down the entire company where everyone's like boycotting Uber. They right. removed. They removed the the founder of that company, and it now it's still thriving because they took the the evil element out of that company, and it, it's because they they knew it's the individual. It's not the views of the company. Right. So my right. point so, is the 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 hashtag Goya thing should be about the dude, not about the company. Yeah, but that's not as sexy as hashtag Goya. If you say hashtag the oh. dude, whatever his name <laughs> is, you're not going to be able to really do it. Like. It's easier for me to take an action of like hashtag fuck Amazon than hashtag fuck Bezos. What am I going to do to Bezos? But Amazon, I cannot buy stuff. I can say something about the company where my money is going to be going because money is the power. Like I don't go to Taco Bell anymore. That was the only fast food place that I went to. And uh-huh. I found out that the person that or one of the conglomerates above it was donating to Trump. Like, well, guess I can't go to Home Depot or Taco Bell anymore. And that's my choice. Not that my little $5 burrito is going to do any difference, but, you know. Well, but it does because there's a bunch of people that now do the same thing, and it, and it does. Right. I, see, I, see the, I, see the, I see the effect that it has. Yeah, these companies do hurt when people take that approach, and it, it, it sucks out, like, tons of money out of the company when people choose to boycott it. But it's just... Uh, I if capitalism the, does the, its the job... Motive. Yeah. If capitalism did, did its job, it would be, hey, someone on top did some fucked up shit. A lot of people choose not to spend money with that company, so that company has to like takes it, you know, takes a nosedive 
and then decide, oh shit, we need to do something. You need to get rid of this, this guy at the top if you want to still be in business. Yeah, That's how that, it's supposed to work. That is how, yeah, absolutely. The company should say, oh, this employee is a liability to our bottom line. Exactly. Um, we had in the chat here, Angela Reyes um, uh, yeah. talking about, uh, I just wanted to shout out the chat um, a little bit. Yeah. What's um, up, Angela? Angela. Hello. Uh, talking about uh, how something something does linger on, like uh, referencing my Chick-fil-A story, how like once that impact is made, th- that is also, I, last year Chick-fil-A mentioned how they um, were going to stop donating to those companies. And I got really excited. I was like, I'm back. And <laughs> then they rescinded that and went back. And now, you know, no more Chick-fil-A. Oh, Very recently, I didn't, I was not aware. I, I learned one thing a little while ago, which is that there is a, a pack of five individual Taco Bell franchise owners, uh, I think, that call themselves the Taco Bell pack that have donated to Trump. But there are five individual franchise owners in the Southwest that aren't part of Taco Bell corporate and aren't part of Taco Bell Texas. So I thought that I was in the clear eating there. But if I'm wrong, please don't tell me I'm wrong. But if I am, I'll... I could be wrong. I really hope somebody tells me that I'm wrong because I need my, like... Dang. I mean, I, they I, just no. introduced a grilled cheese burrito guys and this is a difficult <laughs> big deal <laughs> adam i'm with you on the chick-fil-a my campus had a chick-fil-a and i was there every morning eating breakfast there and except for on sundays because they weren't open on sundays which right. is so sad oh I'm a, but then I'm when a... i found out oh, sorry, i was I'm like sorry. surviving off a of chick-fil-a for years and then i found out everything i was like oh that was my mm-hmm. first company that I completely stopped um, buying things from because of a social or political reason. Yeah, actually, oh. me too. And the first breakup is always the hardest. It's true. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I okay, drive by it. Like, oh. um, we had such good times together. <laughs> Those hash that's browns awesome. with honey. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I love you. Like, all right, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, Soul Cycle, Equinox Fitness. Uh, the chairman no worries, held up 250000 uh per ticket fundraiser for uh, Trump's re-election. Marvel Entertainment, they support Trump. So you're going to not see Marvel movies? Wait, Ike Perlmutter does, but not, not... So Marvel Comics has had questionable, but not Marvel The comic, uh, the, the comic book division, yes. Not studios. You can watch the movies, okay? It's fine. Okay. <laughs> Shell, Shell Oil... Uh, the UFC. I don't think anyone was like thinking Shell Oil was super woke to begin. Yeah, no, yeah, of course not. Of course not. Um, WWE, Lena McMahon, of course. Uh, let's see who else. New Balance, the shoes. Oh, of that course, totally tracks. Uh, Hobby Lobby. That, that tracks with how <laughs> CVS, C fucking VS. Uh, Planet Fitness, I mean, AT and hey. Schwab. Sorry, can we talk since you brought up CVS? Has uh-huh. anybody done a test at CVS yet? The COVID test? No, mm-hmm. I don't go to CVS. I've been told that you have to self-administer your own test when you go through the CVS. What, what kind of fucking bullshit is that? I'm sorry, I've had the test twice now and there's no fucking way I'm gonna shove that thing up my nose far <laughs> enough for it to actually be valid. I don't trust Man. any of those results. Crystal, I have, I, have to, I have to put my uh, eye drops yeah. in like this. There's no way I'm putting in some Q-tip to touch my brain. No. I had myself. to close my eyes. Um, I had that's my some... ha- sitting on my hands so I wouldn't pull the person. Oh, it was bad. That's some like 127 hours shit. Like, no, I cannot amputate my own arm. You need to do it. 
<laughs> Self serve. Come on, Sorry. come right in. No, but and there, there's a lot here. Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we knew S- Snapchat was Estee evil. Lauder. What is that? <laughs> Isn't that a makeup and shit? Cosmetics, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Hey, well, you'll keep finding you'll you'll yeah, keep, keep finding going down the companies. List. Right now, I'm having a hard time trying to figure out if I want to continue on Facebook or not. Oh that has God, been yeah. my. Oh, yeah. I don't know how to not leave Facebook. Hold what, 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 what is the what is the conflict with Facebook? Because I've been seeing a lot of people say the same thing with uh, Facebook. F- Facebook the, is sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead, Doc. No, no. You, you go ahead. You explain. All I was going to say is Facebook has like honestly one of the main communication points I have with a lot of my family is through Facebook. As sad as that sounds, but because I'm traveling so much and I'm not ever home and. I hate talking on the phone. Uh, I just won't answer it. But that has been a main communication point to a lot of family near and distant. And then some groups that just I keep in contact with. Well, Facebook's been in trouble because they they didn't want, there was so like freedom of speech that they didn't, um, they didn't take any action to shut down any false information that was spread on the network. Right. And so as, uh, but Twitter instead was like, yeah, if you if you share some shit that's not factual or that's fucked up, we have a policy, then you got to go. Uh, but Facebook was like, no. yeah, they don't even have to let they'll just flag it, which has been and that's been my problem with Facebook is that they've taken the stance where they have become an active participant in this misinformation spread. And I, I mean, I don't know how to there are people in my life that have been caught up in that misinformation and it is exhausting having to try to figure out who those people are and talk to them and try to steer them back into, you know, the science, if you would. Because now I saw recently that now they're trying to take this stance with, they're saying like absolutely no political content on on their platform. And people have an issue with that too. So I'm just like- Everything's political. There's no way to not be. Yeah, it's like, like, is there, there's no win-win for the company. It kind of seems like, but- I, I just want to say, but, I, but a lot of people sorry. feel strongly that they want to. No, sorry, sorry. Go. No, 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 you go, no, you go ahead. Dude. You had a thought to finish. They, My bad. Yeah, it's the political ads that they're able to pay to put on there that are blatant with misinformation. I think that's there are lines that can be drawn in there. I don't know. Anyways, you were going to say. Oh. Oh, no, I'm I'm done. <laughs> what was so anyways, I don't know what to do with my platform on Facebook. I want to leave it because I want to not support that kind of platform and at least make my own little stand but i don't know where else to go and that's a really even if you use whatsapp whatsapp is owned by facebook so is insta so is instagram instagram you can't get away you can't get away from that creepy fuck it's uh (laughs) he is creepy i'm sorry mark zuckerberg is creepy creepy. yeah no it's true he drinks water like no i'm sorry i'm not (laughs) that's trump yeah but yeah (laughs) he's weird he's weird Stop canceling I mean, it, for people for how they drink water back. I know, right? <laughs> I'm still on Facebook. Dude. Shit. We're streaming on Facebook. Even though right he now. even though he drinks water that he can walk down big ramps. Remember that. He yeah. can well, walk know, down I, the I, longest <laughs> ramps. You know, I had a, a conversation recently with a friend about how um you know in, in this day and age, like the rate at which technology is in, is is improving is crazier than ever. Like if you look between, I mean, we're old enough, I think, to remember the 90s. The 90s up until now, the curve is just like, you know, shot up. And you, and today it's like, look, the more data you have, you know, 
the more powerful you are. And you think of Facebook, you think of Instagram, you think of Twitter, you think of Amazon, you're like, these people know everything about you. The way you shop, the way you dress, what you, what you buy, where you live, what you like. And that's scary as hell. And so it, it, it's weird because um, I, don't think, I don't think people are aware of it because, you know, there's data that you voluntarily give. Like when you share shit on Facebook and you tag it or you hashtag things, it tracks all of that. And then they just sell it to companies. And next thing you know, you were looking for a car. You talked about a car, you know, <laughs> and, yeah, and also now these car ads start popping up. Uh, but you're like, and people are willing to give away a li- privacy for this sense of security and you're like okay where where's the where's the line because we're basically making these companies more and more powerful because they have all this data and data's data's where it's at i was wondering have you guys stopped sharing as much because you're aware of all this or how do you it's not even just sharing though is, and I hate to sound like this, they're listening. And I yeah. tested this where my friends and I started talking about an opossum just to see what would happen. And within hours, each of our phones and Facebooks and all that had ads that had something to do with possum shirts or it was insane. Yeah. They're listening. Yeah, they're definitely listening. Right now. I, I don't even think hey, that. Yeah. <laughs> talking about a, y'all. <laughs> not a conspiracy. That, that happens every single i mean okay so y'all know i like movies y'all know i like to buy movies it's the criterion uh sale right now mm-hmm. um soon as so uh, twice a year barnes and noble does half off on all criterion movies once in july once in november so it's happening now so i'm talking to my girlfriend a oh, criterion sale instantly i start getting ads not just for criterion sale but for the specific movies that i don't have and i don't know how they even know at this point what is on my wish list um, mentally? It's weird. It's, it's not just that it's listening, it's that it's listening and learning and like is as smart as a, per- as smart as a friend. Like, I think I would trust Smarter. the- sm- Yeah. <laughs> my friends don't know what I like. <laughs> exactly. The Amazon algorithm will buy me a better Christmas gift than anyone I know. Yeah. It's true. It's Amazon's a, it's, my we have a dig- I mean, it knows. We have a digital profile, like, at this company, and they just, they know us better than we I know mean, each other. You, you go on Amazon, and, I mean, of course, it, uh, <laughs> it's doing better than ever. And how many times- like their biggest, their biggest feature when you shop on there is they're going to upsell you 10 times by the time you scroll all the way down. If you scroll all the way down, this is what people like. This is what people buy when they buy You're this. You're talking shit. about the like hey, people who bought this one. also bought this sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's crazy. Oh, here's your history. Remember the shit you looked at few, uh, like last week? It's still here. You want to get it? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, <laughs> but you decided last week you couldn't afford this, but treat yourself. Yeah. It's your birthday. <laughs> Go for it. Even your, Angela, your wife deserves An- this. Angela in the chat said she won't even get an Alexa. She I don't just, either. I have Google. I have, no way. No I have way. a Google thing on my TV. And I'm like, even when, I, when I'm listening to a podcast or whatever, my TV starts like to listen. And then it will say, did you mean blah, blah, blah? I'm like, no, shut the fuck up. I was listening to the podcast. I haven't even used Siri on my phone and I've had an iPhone since I don't even know. I've never used Siri. I don't like this shit. I really you don't, don't have to, Crystal. Siri's still listening to you. Siri's your best friend. <laughs> oh, I, I thought it was going to start talking to me now. I'm like, no, bitch. <laughs> if you turn it on right now, I wonder what she, she, she'll pick up and, and look, look up. According to yeah. Wikipedia, 
like I mean at this point I I've, I just kind of given into I just know that all my apps have these profiles on me like all the, the whatsapp the instagram the facebook the only thing the only thing that i've like consciously have not like went out and, and joined is tiktok because tiktok is like a is a is a chinese like government agency that like that's who, who's behind it but they make fun videos that you can kind of do a dance to in, in all these skits like if if the cia or the fbi made an app that you can go and dance on and stuff like would you trust it i wouldn't i wouldn't trust of course it so not. why you so, they did so why would i so, <laughs> but why would i do it for oh for you haven't heard about zoom company you haven't heard about zoom <laughs> man uh, zoom, i got yeah. bad news for you if you told me that i would I, my heart would sink like yeah you know, no they, they all have made. security issues they have security uh, issues damn. oh the i said that as a joke <laughs> I said that as a joke, but like it's not true. being shocked at all. <laughs> no, it is yeah. true. They have, they do have like security leaks and all kinds of problems because they, they didn't anticipate everybody to jump on their platform when they stink it. And I'd like, oh shit, we gotta fix all the bad stuff that we thought were bugs, but we didn't do anything about. But, you can't uh, even escape this though, even if you don't talk around your phone. Even like if you use your credit card or your debit card to buy things, dude. The mm -hmm. amount of the amount of things that people are willing to give up just for convenience is insane. When, when, the, the, when the idea that you could go, uh, I think it was Whole Foods, where like you go, you shop and you walk out, like you don't even go to the checkout line anymore. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you take your card, you go into a Whole Foods uh, and it's, it's linked to your Amazon. So it, yeah. as you put in your stuff in your card, I don't know oh, how it does scan? it. Yeah, it, yeah, no, you it, no, it each, your... each item has like a chip in it. So yes. when you walk out the store, it knows that you really have an account at the store and they charge it to your account. So yeah, you don't you have to go out. to the register. It's like does, that store is only in a couple markets. It's not like everywhere yet. But yeah, yes. that is a That's where it's real at. thing. That's where we're moving towards. And then they, they, they have apps now that like, you know, the Internet of Things where everything is connected. You know, from your, you know, your phone, your fridge, your oven, your, your security system at the house, your, everything is all connected. Alexa's listening. Siri is. I'm not is into, I'm not into that no, the smart home no, thing. But no, but I mean, it is, the thing is, it's happening whether you choose to participate or not. Like even your, your Roomba has a layout of your house. And this I is need like a Roomba though. Have, the, I have the, a thing that, the thing that, the thing that woke me up the <laughs> The thing that woke I me up the most. Just scream him around. <laughs> <laughs> I did do that today. I did that yesterday. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> but the, the thing that woke me fine. up the most to like how technology is like listening to us is have have any of y'all seen the movie Snowden? Like that was no. based off of like watch that movie because all the stuff that he was went through like with with the government listening into your account like. I did not realize that they could do some of the things that they can do, like based off of how that movie went. Mm. It's, it's insane. It's the insane the stuff that they can track on us. The shit they do it movies, scares the shit out of me. The shit you see in like in like uh, movies with the FBI and the CIA, and they look for the guy, and then you see the satellite that zooms in, and then oh, here's a dude's phone number. Here's his real name. It, that's what's happening. I saw there, there was a uh, I think it was John Oliver did a whole thing about facial recognition a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And you talk about this small company. This dude was like, "Look, if I type in your name right now in my database, because I what the, <laughs> their, his system does, it, it collects 
like pictures of you or something and puts it in the big database. And the guy, the journalist was like, all right, type in my name. And it pulled up a bunch of pictures or stuff that he posted that other people posted about him. And then he, it, it, uh, a picture of the journalist when he was 16 showed up. So it was like, wait, hold on. My name is not, is nowhere near this, this, this picture. It doesn't, but for some reason, your software was smart enough to know that that's, that's me. And, and, and there was the whole thing about like all the companies like Google and Facebook, like, Oh, we got to get our hands on this shit because you know, we got a facial record. It's just data. We're just going to mine all this stuff and then use it for profit and marketing and, and all that stuff. And I think if that's the, yeah, that's the same facial recognition uh, software that you're talking about. They were also trying to get police forces. were trying to get a hold of it. And I oh, yeah. think they just ruled that they're not able to use it. If I'm, I'm trying to find the clear view, is that the one? Yeah, that could be wrong. Uh, I think that sounds familiar. Yeah, there's another one called mm -hmm. Skynet of all names. They chose Skynet. <laughs> That's Skynet. Yeah. Wow. They use Skynet as their name. Like, oh, we know. We thought that would be it'd be good. You know, homage. I'm like, no, man, you're not you're not helping yourself here. Yeah. And there's yeah. uh there was another one that came. Uh, oh, it's the um, they can uh, have like Obama speak, but it's not really him speaking. Deep fake. It looks like him. Right, deep fake. Uh huh. I've seen that one. Yeah. Deepfake is the thing we're gonna have to kind of keep keep an eye an eye on. How do you do that? If you just I, I don't know. I'm just saying there's like no way to get to like it looked like him and he said it looks like he said those things. Yeah. I, but, but, but there's even companies like porn companies are trying to do the same thing. Like uh, I'm mad if, at that. Like if you if there's like a a famous like actress that you that you know of but you want to see her in that porn, like they, they're able to fake it, like it's her in it and put it out. And uh, people, and it's like, always it's turning into like, it's a, into like a lawsuit. Like you can't, you can't, cause how do you tell who who's doing what? Like if you use that same technology to like do a crime, like, and make put somebody else in that, in the scene of that crime, like, but you can't call that just a, oh, it's a, it's an animation or it's a visualization of what if this person did it? Like it's, it's it. I mean, we're I'm, walking a fine line. When when you think about just a few years ago, uh, when Google came out with their Google glasses at South by, remember that shit? I hated yeah. those. And then nobody, everybody was like, "Dude, this is way too creepy. Like, don't. It's it's not gonna work." And it tanked. This isn't cool, Google. Yeah, like cool. I can record you, uh, and you don't even know. People were like, "No, no, we're not. We're not doing that. We're not. We're not doing that." And yet, you but know, fast try, forward bro. to now, and you know, they're gonna they're gonna do it eventually. It's gonna happen. Yeah. There's no way this is not the next thing. <laughs> like you're wearing glasses and then you just like, you know, you have a hologram of like your directions and the weather and your text messages. I mean, I okay. think that that's gonna ultimately, you know, be a media delivery system for a lot of us. But I think the big things to watch out for here with stuff like deep fakes and facial recognition software is it's funny how we always frame it. I think this is just some Cold War stuff, but we that's a holdover, hold holdover from the Cold War mentality. We always frame it with government paranoia. Um, but I think it's more private corporations that we need to be paranoid of, and it's it's them that are collecting it because yeah. uh, you know, and, and police, private corporations, and police, and the worst of all, privatized police. So uh, you know, I think that we have some control over those over that corporate we can opt out but we probably won't 
But I think the real thing to keep an eye on is making sure that technology like this stays away from local police forces. None of us are going to be able to stop, and not to be fatalist, but none of us are going to be able to stop the military from using tech however they want to or stop the you know NSA or CIA. But we can hopefully keep shit like this out of the hands of local police forces. Um, and then, you know, it's not going to impact people's individual lives as much as it impacts trends. Um, and it's not to say that it isn't evil, but in, in so far as it is happening, um, I think the focus for individuals should be keeping this tech away from uh, police departments, honestly. Yeah, especially when it can't tell black people apart, like Terrell said in the, in the comment. Yes, well, like it's it's just like the old thing with Kodak <laughs> film not being able to expose for black people because it was tested on white. And people. we can't win. We can't. It's the same. Win. It's a technology. Oh, like man. technology becomes inherently racist because of uh, how it's designed. It's well, I want to circle. I want to circle back to the to circle back to the movie business. So if this technology is actually getting to a point where hey, you know what? We can shoot an entire movie now with no animals, just one actor. Here's Jungle Book. And everything is done so well that, you know, it turns, it turns great. So you don't really need animals in your movie. And now you can actually go, you know what? I'm going to have, you know, maybe one person play a bunch of people or just like generate them and actually look like they're real people. And I don't need, I'm not going to need actors no more. I can take you know, Joe Schmo, and then put, you know, Robert Downey Jr.'s face on him. I don't have to pay you, Robert Downey Jr., maybe. You could do that, except for it's really fucking expensive. Yeah. Okay, maybe You're, not Robert Downey Jr. The mon- <laughs> <laughs> I went up technology. Here. That technology yeah. is so cool, and it actually, it's, it's uh, getting really, really good. I mean, Mandalorian alone, the technology that was used in that, as far as the background aspect goes, mm-hmm. amazing. These are really big level tech jumps that we've done in um, Marvel. The same thing, big tech jumps that, that we've done. Fast the Furious, they did the face replacement when poor Paul Rocker passed away mid through um, filming. Mm-hmm. And that was devastating. And they used his brother and they used his um, stunt double to be in his place but they also used face replacement with paul walker to finish the movie which you can tell in places especially now when you watch it the text doesn't really stand in <laughs> yeah. they did the same thing with philip seymour hoffman too in, oh, uh, and, uh, and princess leia Hung- in uh, uh, hunger games like he missed complete scenes and they just made a complete cg version of them I blank but out. It What's all it? comes down to money yeah but if, if the if the technology is there I mean, fast forward maybe five, ten years from now, maybe more, that will be cheap. Because if we know something about technology is that over time, it, it, does, it does become less expensive. I think, right? though, you know, your example of Jungle Book, I would pair with the example of Lion King and say that... Which is horrible, by the way. That's what I'm saying, is that these things somewhat are on a spectrum, right? So yeah, we can create these worlds. I think the Wachowskis are exceptionally brilliant at creating worlds out of digital. I think Speed Racers, super slept on, really amazing film. And they created a whole world, right? But they still have the actors. I think that's the thing with Lion King. Do I think technology will eventually catch up and be able to look like real life looks? Probably, but I just, I don't know. I've you want never, the experience? I would just never bet against people. <laughs> I would yeah, never, I, yeah. 
I have a feeling that directors will miss working with the actors, the actual one-on-one, -on -one, the personal connection, the building of the art, rather than well, the business side of it. I think. I also, I, also it works. I think it works in waves, right? I think the yeah. unions are going to yeah, give up their work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. there's an art. There's an art form. No, like I don't think we that art form. They love doing it. I don't think just because we can go in a room and you can tell all your ideas to a team of animators, you'll still get the same kind of soul in a movie, like, and people will be satisfied with it. Like, I think we have, yeah, we, have the tech, we have the technology to make a whole CG Godfather. Will you want, would you like to see that? No, you, you want, you want to, see, we like seeing that heart and that, that warmth from the real yeah, actors. I, I know, and, and the, the I'm talking accidents. to a bunch of movie people here. Not yeah. your mm -hmm. average Joe Schmo. Who just and we want to keep our jobs. That's yeah, why we want to keep our security. I would so love back, for y'all to keep your job. Shut up. I would put that, that into the ether. As long as, Christopher, <laughs> as long as Christopher Nolan and Quentin Tarantino are alive, we're not going to see this become a mainstream form of film. They will always use actors. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I can probably name off a couple more directors, but I know for those two in particular that they're they're pretty true to the art and true to trying to make it hey, as worst case, they can actors can move to the video game world, and then there we need some acting because it used to be all fake. Now we need real people to actually do the damn the game. This is actually a great point back because video games are, I think, where you're gonna see that digit. That is oh, yeah. where that's happening. Digital creation of people. We just finished. Um, my girlfriend and I just finished playing Last of Us Part Two fantastic story amazing narrative uh so well directed so well told and it is that but it's still voice actors and i think that same really? with real uh, mocap well yeah it's mocap but voice acting they're not digitally approximating the pool and, and oh. there's there's an unpredictability there okay so i directed a couple episodes of a sitcom earlier this year i will say um as someone who's directed things i would hate if what i got on the film, you know, on the file card, whatever, at the end of the day was exactly what I went into the day wanting. Because when actors make choices that surprise you or are based on the mood they're in or they ad-lib something, that's the magic. That's what makes us want to watch. I would hate to be able, I, I don't ever want to direct something where I can micromanage every aspect of a performance. That sounds awful because movies aren't made by one person. Sure. Not only that, but you would have to start making decisions for every single character that the actor usually makes. The actor builds the character and makes a lot of decisions on their own. And then the director comes in and helps to shape them. So if we're going to go full on digital with all of the characters, you're now going to have to have somebody create these characters from the ground up. It's not just here's a character, here's what they say. There's a lot more behind it to actually make them worth watching. Yeah, but even if you have to, like you, did, you didn't, uh, let's say you didn't get what you wanted out of a scene. And then now, instead of actually redoing it, like, you know what, just use the technology and make his face make the smile instead of frown for whatever. I just think that's so sacrilegious. I just no, I know, look, I, look, I know <laughs> I'm talking to people. Again, this yeah. is my disclaimer. I mean, I'm just talking like that. When you look at the end product. It's, it's, possi it's possible. It's a fail state, but it's not, I mean... It's expensive. Well, Crystal says it's, it's No, it's very... expensive right now. It's expensive right now. Yeah. It's expensive but, now. You also have unions. The unions are going to protect their actors. They're going to protect the art and what's going on. Like even now with scans, OB does scans of a lot of our background yeah. people or our actors for so we can digitally replace or 
catch them on fire or whatever we have to do. Mm-hmm. But there are clauses within the contracts right now that are keeping us from doing certain things. I don't think we're allowed to have database, databases of the scans that we have. I'm sure companies have them. I'm sure that they're mm-hmm. in some kind of server somewhere so that later on we can pull them. But the unions as well are going to play a huge part as far as when the technology comes into play. Yeah. Yes, like there are going to be, there are going to be movies. I'm not saying that there aren't going to be. There are going to be movies that are going to be completely digital and it's going to be amazing. Everybody's going to be wowed by it and we're going to go there and it's going to be a novelty. But then after 20 years of that, if we're along that, alive that long, there's 20 years of that, then it's going to go back to, okay, we want like, yes. the people there. So That's and, never going to go away. It's like, uh, you know, everything worse in wave type deal. Like, you know, people are like, oh, well, fuck Spotify. I'm going to go back and buy vinyl records because I don't trust this MP3 shit and I don't trust this streaming shit. Uh, but it's, it's gonna, every time we go way one way with something after a while, people go back the other way. That's, that's yeah. just how, how would they find their way I, in the middle. I hope they we never see the, the I hope we never see the day where movie making is like a boutique or, or vintage. <laughs> like, I think we, we always have crews and people working on it. And never go full. This is coming from somebody in visual effects, even though it's more <laughs> job security for me. But I don't well, want to. I don't want to see. We, but we, we all join it because we love the art form of of creating films and, and shows and and the team aspect of it. And I think it'll always be there forever. I want. I want to. I want to poke holes in it a little bit. Sorry. Well, to a certain extent, this is the this is the medium of animation we're talking about. We might, I think, you know, to a certain extent, yeah, animation is evolving. But are we going to stop putting people, actors in front of cameras? I don't no, think probably so. not. No, probably not. With animation, well, you still have actors, you have your voice actors. We haven't had a fully uh-huh. digital sim that I know That's of. true. What is, what is the next, so let's go back to what we were talking about earlier, where, okay, there's this, as a uh, production company, you have to decide, okay, uh, what percentage I'm, I'm going to release in theaters, what percentage I'm going to just go straight to streaming, right? Um, what is the thing in the movie industry that's going to, like the next thing that people are going to go, oh, you know what? I'd rather go to the theater than stay home because this new thing is coming out. Or, and and not, not the theater itself necessarily, <laughs> but actually maybe how the movie is shot. I mean, 3D was a thing for a while and nobody gives a shit no more. I, well, I honestly was... think, I'm not even joking, Fast and the Furious will be, if it hasn't come out or if it doesn't come out till next year and people don't start going to the movie theaters, that is when people will go to the movie theaters. That is a cult following. It's amazing if you have not seen it in the movie theater in like Maryland or anywhere on the East Coast for that matter then you have no idea the beauty of Fast and the Furious fan sh- franchise. I personally, not a huge fan. I worked on it. Great, whatever. But it is a very different experience going to see it in an audience that knows that franchise and loves that franchise. It's like a soap opera and the way the nuances that they have within it. It doesn't have anything to do with the tech. It doesn't have anything to do with 3D. It doesn't have anything mm-hmm. to do with visual effects. It has everything to do with the cars and then. Sure, but they've been doing that for years now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I I I get the appeal of Fast and the Furious: pretty cars, pretty girls, it's family, and then the end. You gotta <laughs> say serial, somebody. It's serialized and... storytelling, though. Ser- yeah, exactly. Like, That's really all so, it is. 
We go, soap we, opera. Like, how can we do crazy simple. shit with cars? Yeah, I know. And I, that's I, the I thing. Get it. And so like that's all that it takes. It's not gonna have to be a big thing that has to bring people I'm, back. I was I thinking think more you, terms... you've 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 already but you've already seen it like uh like films are starting to transition into three D. Like turn like even if it wasn't shot in three D, they'll they'll did that work? Um, that didn't quite work though. They, I mean, they, it like, lasted for a it, sec. It, it, it did for we went through like the past ten years have been trying to like feature more three D cater film but, but this is where I really see our industry going like more the more projects that come out are gonna go from being this this one time narrative storytelling thing to it's all gonna be episodic from this point on. Right. Meaning uh-huh. that they're they're Catch they're up with all, TV. They're, yeah, it because people like binging whatever show it is or whatever. Like they, they like kind of knowing what they're getting ahead of time. They don't they don't wanna take a risk. So I think that's why it's so hard to kind of greenlit um, original story. That's why you always have like Marvels, and they're always continuations of the other ones. Or like your your James Bond movies, they're always sequels. Fast and the Furious is, is another franchise. Mm-hmm. You could go on and on. They're all they're all like episodic kind of things. They're, it's like the next. What's the next continuation of the same story? It's all. I think we're gonna get. It's it's sad that like it, like original content and on the big screens kind of fading out, but. I think Stevie's that's taking where, over. That's where that's but that's where all the content, even if it's a lower budget, like your one million dollar movies or five hundred thousand to your two hundred dollar, two hundred million dollar movies, but they'll all have the same formula where they're all episodic. They're all gonna have to be like uh, you have to whenever you come up with the idea, there there's gonna have to be a way you franchise this or you make this like a a multi investment kind of thing. Take uh, go into. Take a take a Game of Thrones or Ozark, break it up into different, you know, two hour movie, and then you have your yeah. thing. But I, I was thinking more in terms of in in terms of the experience itself, like in, in terms that, of the experience But I think, but that itself, is the, the that is the experience. Yeah. Then take take my show too. Like they've they've announced this, I think, last year at Comic Con that we're gonna be doing a movie version of our show. It's almost like a a super size season finale if you want to look at it that way big budget like with all the and people it's a it's an event now instead of just kind of having your event. typical season for now it's like now you have an event where you could get all your friends and family all the other people that you know love this this content that you love and you make a you like you get more bang for your buck like going to a movie that way like when i'm pretty sure when this walking dead movie comes out it's it's gonna it's gonna do way more could like in that box office weekend and it could do an advertisement on the season premiere or season finale that they show that it's just that's just the way we're gonna every content every show every movie's gonna go it's just i have looking at it episodic i have a pitch i have a pitch and this this is my like my dream movie experience uh think of it like uh what was that show on netflix where you could like it would stop and you had to choose like which way to go like which narrative uh, you want to snatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you go to the because right now it's like okay, you go to a movie two hours, you walk out, you talk about it for the next day or so, and then it's over. Uh-huh. Uh, but now it's like, look, I'm gonna go to this movie and I'm gonna watch this movie from a particular perspective. I don't know the technology, if it's special goggles or what, but you're basically now watching the same. It's the same movie, but you're not having the same experience of that movie as the guy sitting next to you. 
right? And for you to get the complete story, you have to come back two, three, four times to get it. Because somebody, you, you know, maybe there's a, there's a uh, the, the way a scene is shot, you only see part, you only get part of the big reveal or whatever it is. But it, it's like a, it'll be my incentive for me to go back because I'm like, I want to get the full picture. People who did the Bandersnatch thing, they watched that thing like five times because they, there was a secret ending or, uh, you know, the, the story kind of switched because of the choice you made. But in this case, it's not, I mean, of course, it'll be a much more involved, you know, in terms of like shooting different things. I, I, I get all that. But you're getting repeat uh, moviegoers, a lot of them, uh, just by doing that. that that's, I would love to see that one day. I, I actually think that we're going to see something that looks a little bit like the opposite there because I think that serialized storytelling, 3D storytelling, we're talking about two different things, an emotional gimmick or an emotional investment and a gimmick, a technological gimmick. So 3D, right? Like that was big in the 50s with House of Wax that came back into shape in the 80s, especially with Friday the 13th Part 3, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 6 in the early 90s. And then 20 year rule, we carry that over. We saw it with Avatar blowing it up. And then we got My Bloody Valentine 3D. We got all these other, especially horror. Horror loves the gimmick. And then serialized storytelling, Fast and the Furious, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, all that. People are going to show up for that. But I actually think we're going to see smaller, more intimate affairs. And I think what we need to find is this balance between the tent poles things like Marvel movies that are serialized that keep you coming back. I think Marvel's business model was perfect for 10 years, mm -hmm. but also films that are more character-based. I think the interactive aspect um, is going to be a very part of an at-home technological experience. Like um, I think the idea of sitting in a theater and everyone voting on little like- uh, it's, not, uh, it's not a vote. It, it, to me, it's like you come in and they ask you, okay, do you want to see Plot one, plot two, plot but, three. But okay, I, one, plot one, and then. But I don't think that. One. I don't think that. I mean, I don't know we, how it works. I do not know. Don't don't DVDs, ask me how it works. There was a there was a movement back in the day with DVDs. Um, and again, we were talking about porn earlier. How porn drives tech. That's true. That's why we have yeah, VHS is. instead of beta. That's why we have Blu-ray instead of HD DVD. It's because porn sales. I worked at a video store during those times, and porn I can tell you stores? that is why. Yeah. Porn pushes it, the. It so yeah, so I always did. Always did. One, but one thing that I remember when I worked at a video store, when we get these new porno movies in on DVD, that they were trying to get people like, "Hey, don't go to the internet where it's free. Buy our DVD." One of the things there was multi-angle. Like I remember unpacking boxes at the video store and little stickers being like, "Multi-angle." It kind of reminds me of what you're talking about. Is the mm -hmm. idea that like the viewer gets to decide. I wrote my thesis on digital film in film school, and it was all about part Can of it was about it happen, Adam. What? No, <laughs> part of it was about interactivity, but I, I don't think we'll see that in a theatrical sense. I think we'll see that at home. I honestly think that the serialized uh, aspect and the interactive aspect, it reminds me of like William Castle, it reminds me of Shocking Chairs for the Tingler or, you know, House on Haunted Hill where skeletons drop from the ceiling on the audience. Those, it feels like theme park stuff. But I think that if we're talking about real like actionable things that a whole industry will adapt to, to me, feels like studios banking on a few more tent poles, financing more indie stuff, and doing the interactive, let's push the line between TV and video games on an at-home market. 
I think that's the difference. I think we're going to be showing up to theaters for things like the opera or plays in film form, which is to say a three hour experience. That's we not, don't get yeah, anywhere else. I can see that. But I mean, I, this is my take as a, I don't know, amateur film historian. <laughs> I'm not trying to Amateur? Right. Are you kidding me? I could be God wrong. Damn, you name movies I never heard of. I don't think anybody's heard of for you. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying at, 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 at some point, you know, what we were talking about, like how technology is getting better, faster, uh, you know, there will be a there will be something that's going to come along and the movie business is going to be like oh okay we're going to use that yeah. i don't know what it is i hope yeah. it's smell a vision maybe it's v maybe I... it's vr maybe it's vr like i'm in the movie with brad pitt next to me i don't know but I, It'll happen. I'm, Absolutely. I'm curious i'm curious what it's yeah. going to be all right on that Whatever note technology comes up they're going to do it just just watch porn and then you'll see they'll have their time and then be ahead of if you watch porn you're at, you're already you're ahead the of the time you're ahead of your time that's the entire reason why i watch porn because of that <laughs> to look right for there. the, the article i just want to know about the technology that's hey <laughs> it's getting there it's getting there all right i want we're going to wrap up thank you so much obi adam hey. Crystal, pleasure. Thank you so much for joining the conversation. Uh, as always, uh, follow the feedback. I you had a dope on... thing. Oh, yeah, the dope thing. Sorry. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. All right, we're going to go around. Obi, what you got? We're going to share uh, something dope that we think, you know, you should know about. It could be anything. She's going to go around the virtual room and just share your dope thing. Well, well, mine kind of really came from, I had a conversation with Crystal before this, or that she uh really talked highly about the uh, show uh, Hamilton that came out on Disney Plus and mm -hmm. I went and watched this weekend for the first time. By far the best Broadway show I've ever seen. Like, period. Ever it, period. Just in, in, I was thoroughly, thoroughly impressed. Like in, to the point where afterwards I went on YouTube and I was just wa listening to the whole soundtrack over and over again. Like that, if you have not seen Hamilton, it's oh, available on uh, Disney Plus. Like I would highly recommend you check that out. I'm going to flex and say I saw it in Austin last year and in person, and that shit is amazing. Amazing. All right, Adam, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and shout out this album. Um, and I'll drop this. I'll drop the link in the comments in case you can't see this and it's shrink wrap. Um, so this is uh, Dadboy Supa and Casino, two of my favorite local rappers. They teamed up. I love this album art, if you can see it. Um, the album is called Afrofuturistic. It's just like, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a pro-black, pro-future, synthy-ass rap album, and it kicks ass, and I think you should go grab it. And I'm going to drop the link in the comments. Nice. All right, Crystal, what do you want to plug, or what's Man, dope? I have so many things that I've been um, watching right now. So what I just finished and kind of what's inspired the hair today is The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I just completely yes. binged that. As my friend said, that is the best thing about 2020 right now. Um, that's the only <laughs> good thing in 2020 right now. Yeah, um, but I'm you. also reading a book that I want to plug. It's Kindred by Octavia, Octavia E. Butler. I'm part of a book club that I started during this whole um, this whole mess to kind of keep me busy and actually read. And that's our book this time. So Kindred, and it's also a graphic oh. novel. Can awesome. you put that into the comments too? Put it in the like, comments. So yeah, we have, uh, I wanna well, I'm going to add that to the show notes. Cool. Uh, my, my dope shit is this dude on Instagram, Milo the cat. <laughs> yeah. 
who does Milo the cat. Are you familiar? Nah. Oh, I'll look me, him up. No, nah, I'm gonna share the screen right now because this man does God's work in my in my world. So he takes cartoons and puts hip hop on top of it. Can you guys see this? Oh, cool. It's going down, fade to black street. The homies got at me, collab creations. Bump like acne, no doubt. I put it down, never slouch. As long as my credit can vouch, a dog couldn't catch me. Tell me who could stop with Dre making moves, attracting honeys like a magnet. Giving them orgasms with my mellow accent. Still moving this flavor with the homies Black Street and Teddy, the original. So his entire. Like the way it worked, Seriously, and he. Oh, Hibberty. Like. Okay, this one is my favorite. This is brilliant. <laughs> That's awesome. That's this awesome. Is, I love it. I'm, I love it. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm following now. Milo the Cat on Instagram. Like, I, the list goes on. Like, it's all hip-hop and cartoons. Like, if you like Kenna Barbara, I mean, he, you name it, he has it in there. And he puts every day. He puts, like, two or three a day. It's crazy. <laughs> all right. Cool. On that note, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Follow the feedback on yes. social medias. Um, we do this every Friday, 9 o'clock Central. No, not Friday, every Thursday. Oh, Thursday, man. <laughs> All day. See, this is what happened with this confinement shit. I don't know what day it is. Yeah. Thursdays, uh, yeah. 9 o'clock Central. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, Crystal. Subscribe. For coming in. Being our guest. Adam, again, my boy. So, yeah, this is a great. We geek out. We talk shit. This is what we do. This is the Feedback Podcast. Thank you for listening, everybody. Peace. Peace.